Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast with Mike and Tony Tavage, the father-son team and owners of Team T Automotive in Northern Indiana. Hey, it's Mike and Tony Tadich back with you from the glove box. Uh, we're independent automotive shop owners in northern Indiana, uh, South Bend, Mishawaka, Elkhart, Granger, and Bremen, um, five service centers and stuff. So we've been at this for 39 years, but we're a father and son team. Um, and uh, coming at you with our podcast from the glove box. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing great. Great. Um, uh, any exciting things going on in your life? Just wrapping up, uh, uh, some kids sports stuff and Tony's got four kids and, uh, the youngest at, at recording time are two year old twins. So, um, he took a road trip recently to the Southern part of the state with, uh, in the family truckster. How did that go? Road trip to the southern part of the state. Didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you go to a baseball game? Oh yeah, I did go to Bloomington to a baseball game. Yeah, it was a uh, it was interesting until the uh, lightning came and we had to vacate the stadium. So, but yeah, to, but loading a lot of people uh, load up the family truckster, the minivan, the suburban, whatever you all drive, and uh, take a road trip and stuff. So, uh, but um, how was uh, how was the uh, fun uh, fun time of that? It was uh it was quite interesting because you know about the uh I don't know I think I think we barely made it to Kokomo which is an hour and twenty five minutes away and I'm pretty sure uh, Cole decided to uh, spill the entire uh, baggie that he had of uh, Lucky Charms all over the back seat of the van and then I think that was about the time where Layla started with are are we there yet and yeah so so on. So you uh, parents out there take the road trips, uh, you know, food spilling, drink spilling. Are we there yet? Uh, what else do they go? Um, I got to go potty. Guess the twins yep. are still in diapers. So yeah, don't have to, don't have to stop for that. But uh, no. um, yeah, so, but uh, Hey, that's, uh, you know, what we do, you know, certain times of the year, we're servicing a lot of vehicles, uh, getting ready to, get on that family trip and make it, uh, make it a safe and a reliable trip too and stuff. Those are important factors. Uh, I'm glad you had a little good fun time and maybe you'll be up, uh, sometimes this fall, you, uh, may take a longer trip, you know, and load them all up and do that. Like you, like you go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. I need to buy a school bus. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a, you got a nice Toyota minivan that does a pretty good job, but, uh, yeah, but anyhow, that's, uh, that's who we are. So, uh, just a little bit about us and a little bit about, uh, things. So we've come to each, uh, each episode with a little different topic on different automotive things and things that you guys can, uh, maybe use in your old world, uh, your own parts, uh, uh, shops in your area that service your cars. And we'll always here to bring you some tips and bring you a little fun as well. Mike and Tony Tadich from the glove box. We want to go, should we do it as a caller? Not, or just go into the subjects. Okay. Hey, Mike and Tony Tadich from the glove box back at, uh, go through that again. Um, 
Mike and Tony Tadich from the Glove Box. Uh, we're independent shop owners in northern Indiana. Coming at you with another uh, uh, episode and stuff. So a couple questions come up quite a bit is, uh, um, you know, what grade of gas should I use in my car? And then number two is, uh, what, what about oil, um, standard, semi-synthetic, full, full synthetic, and, you know, what are the differences and stuff? So, um, let's throw the oil out first, Tony. I mean, uh, what's, uh, well, you don't want to throw the oil out. If you throw the oil out, your car's done. Well, we throw the bad oil out and we put new oil in it when we service them. Yeah, but usually when you throw the oil out of a car, then you're throwing a rod or something else with it. Okay. Well, let's. Let's rephrase that then. Let's <laughs> let's discuss um, you know, generalness when you bring a car into a service center. Because this has changed, I mean, over the years. It changed from many, many years ago to what we call a straight weight oil, which is a you know, a thirty weight oil or forty weight oil or something. And as cars have gotten modernized and changed, the oil has gotten thinner and uh cars car engines are built better and so they've changed that and it continues to change and stuff. And then the synthetic types of oils came out recently, uh, not recently, 20 years ago, probably, but, um, recently in the, the fact of us being in this business a long time, but, uh, but anyhow, what's your thoughts on the oil side of, uh, of, of the world and stuff? So the oil side of things has evolved pretty much because of how manufacturers have changed and how they build engines. Um, uh, so as always with anything that we're going to discuss with this, we would tell you to consult your owner's manual because each car is different, um, and stuff that way, because a car that requires synthetic oil should not put in standard oil, but a car that requires standard oil can put in synthetic oil. So, yeah, and there used to be, uh, there used to be an analogy that people would say, well, if you use synthetic, you can't go back. If your car didn't require that, that's not really the case. Um, you know, and I'm no oil expert, but the basis of synthetic oil is it's, you know, partially man-made. It's not strictly, you know, you know, refined and gotten out of the ground and stuff. But, um, what about, I mean, cause you know, usually synthetic oil is more expensive than others. I mean, is it okay to use something that's a little cheaper or what's your, what's your thoughts there? Well, the change that's occurred is most vehicles now require synthetic oil. So there's not many vehicles anymore that, especially new cars that I'm aware of, that, that you can just put standard oil in. Everything has pretty much gone to some sort of synthetic or at least semi-synthetic type of oil. Um, and a lot of shops don't even carry standard oil anymore. I mean, most shops that I know of carry either sin- semi-synthetic or just full synthetic only. A lot of shops have gone to just putting in the best absolute product that they can put in, in a synthetic oil. Um, so it makes a, it makes a difference as far as how, how you service your vehicle, how you go about um, where you go to service your vehicle in, in what choices are being made as far as that goes as well. Yeah, no, that's a good point and stuff. So um, and most of your cars are set up with, uh, you know, certain uh, manufacturers recommendations for oil um, certain, you know, time intervals and, and whatnot. Here's, here's a tip from us. Um, in most cases, is it better to change something too early or too late? So let's even use the medical term. We got, you know, if you're, uh, seem to have some chest pains, 
better to fix something too early or too late. So if you think about that in the in the automotive repair business, most generally people bring their cars in for oil change when it's due or when it's overdue. Or they, you know, they run way over and stuff. So I can caution you to uh, we may have to take this whole thing. This whole segment may just be on oil, and we'll have to maybe do the fuel another time. But I, I can caution you: don't don't wait on the oil light to come on on your car. Go buy mileage or or service it two times a year. Um, if you have a vehicle that goes by percentage, don't wait until it says zero percent. It should most of the time be changed at thirty to forty percent. So a lot of GM cars are set up for a 5,000 mile oil change. And if you go by the percentage, you'll actually end up going 7,500 to 10,000 miles on the oil change. Um, and, and that over time is not good because oil breaks down. So, Yeah, an oil change is one of the cheapest services uh, that if, if left undone or not done in a timely manner can be the most expensive when you blow up the engine. So, um, I would always recommend that you follow a, uh, you know, a mileage interval or two times a year is a really good thing. We use uh, a lot of analogies in uh, talking with our teams and whatnot. We use the dental business. Dental, I, I was just at the dentist this morning, as a matter of fact, did my cleaning. And, um, on average, if you go to the dentist, um, how many times a year do you go get a teeth cleaning, Tony? Two. Two times. Yeah. Why? Dentist, you know, because somebody sometimes will say, well, I didn't drive enough miles. I'll wait for a while on my oil change. Well, I just, I just saw the dentist a few hours ago. He did not say, Mike, how much have you eaten in the last six months? Not need Just do the cleaning and it's preventative. Maintenance. Oh, we know that's not true. What is? <laughs> did, I, did I, didn't eat much? No, that you didn't eat, you know, that you didn't eat enough to require a cleaning. Oh. So. <laughs> but but seriously um when we're talking about these oil viscosities i think tony's right go by manufacturer's recommendations put a good quality oil in it change it in a timely manner um change it two times a year if you don't drive a lot of miles still get it in two times a year uh get that freshen up a car sitting around it probably ends up having more problems than one that gets driven fairly because you guys uh, have hot and humid days during your summers, you get humidity and on the windows in your house and all that. Well, there's moisture in the engine as well when they step time. Good to do it two times a year. I'll give you another tip. This is this is again personal preference, but we have a lot of Honda and Toyota loaner cars, right? Yep. What is what is manufacturer's recommendation for oil change? Ten thousand miles. 10,000 miles and we aren't, we're in the business. Um, these are new cars or a lot of them were new cars when we bought them. Um, how often do we change cars? 5,000 miles. Why do we do that? So there's only two things that engine oil really does. The two things are number one, lubricate and number two, provide thermal breakdown. So thermal breakdown. What is that? That seems like a really difficult to understand i.e when engine oil gets hot it breaks down over the course of time so synthetic oil breaks down at less of a rate than a standard oil does because of the additives that they put in synthetic oil so 
Therefore, if you run 5,000 miles, 10,000 miles, so on and so forth, you could reach thermal breakdown of your engine oil faster because you're running over the mileage that the oil manufacturer recommends for oil. So, remember everybody, there's two recommendations for the oil that's in your car. Number one, there's the manufacturer recommendation for your vehicle of how often you should have your oil change done. Number two, they recommend a specific oil. So, for instance, Mobile One Full Synthetic is a very specific oil. Mobile One Full Synthetic also has an oil recommendation for how many miles that they say that their oil can take. Those two don't always match. So, when Toyota decided many years ago that they were going to go to 10,000 mile oil changes, they were recommending Mobile One Full Synthetic. They said that it had a maximum thermal breakdown period of 6,000 miles. I.e., past 6,000 miles, the oil started to basically go to crap inside your engine and didn't lubricate and didn't do what it was supposed to do like it did when it was new out of the, out of the uh, container. That's, that's a good share with that. So sometimes the uh, manufacturer and, any, and the oil companies aren't on the same. Um, and that holds true for every fluid. Transmission fluid, brake fluid, power steering fluid. The oil manufacturers have different recommendations in most cases than the vehicle manufacturers. And the number one reason why is the vehicle manufacturers want you to buy a new car. Don't don't ever lose track of that. Modern cars last a long time, but don't think uh, Chevy, Ford, Toyota, Honda wants you to buy a new car um, every so many years. Sadly mistaken. Building and selling of automobiles. But I'll leave you with this last tip on oil. Um, fluids cheaper than parts. Change your fluids a little more often, and you save yourself a whole lot of money. Break down. Uh, Mike Adich, the glove box. Hey Tony, uh, piggybacking on the oil th- uh, side of things, let's uh, let's talk about the difference in uh, the different grades of fuel. You know, the standard, you know, semi-standard, premium, um, the different octane Easel. levels. Well, let's let's stick to gasoline right now. We'll, we we won't get into that. That's a whole Here, other I'll, big I'll, subject. I'll solve this real fast. Don't put diesel fuel in your gasoline car, or good, vice versa. Probably a good idea. Couple times a year, uh, we bring in somebody's truck that they put gas usually in a diesel truck because um, the diesel or, the diesel thing won't fit in a gas nozzle normally but or or a couple times a year i'll bring in a volkswagen that somebody didn't realize was a diesel volkswagen yeah they're so quiet now you you don't you don't get to hear them but <laughs> anyhow what about the what about the fuel and uh um things uh what's what's your feelings on these you know different octane levels because you can go to a you know, I know I've been playing around with it a little bit with with the truck of mine and uh, seeing if it increased fuel mileage. Because you know, that's when you buy a, buy a new truck or new car, it, they never quite seem to get the fuel mileage that's on the sticker of the car you bought. Uh, According to my wife, it's a right foot problem. No, it could be. That's probably with me. That wouldn't be so. with me. Though. Good driver. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. What what about fuel? What's uh, you know. 
What's what's your suggestions and thoughts with that? Uh, again, Grains of Fuel always takes me back to the old uh, commercial. I think it was Jeff Burton that was on it that he walked by in the NASCAR pits and walked by this uh, lady and stuff and 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 he goes, uh, "You smell like Octane '93." <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, Tony's Tony's now a dad of four kids, you know, which uh, now he's starting to tell dad jokes too. So. That's not a dad joke. It was a commercial. I think it was for Sunoco. But <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't even know who Ward Burton is. I said Jeff Burton, no, not George. Ward Burton. Ward Burton's <laughs> the guy from your era. So he's retired. Okay. okay. Way <laughs> off subject, which happens sometimes. But back to my car, my minivan, my SUV, my pickup truck. What grade of gas should people be using? Cheap. 87. No. Whatever the manufacturer says, once again, it's like oil. Um, so, for instance, most BMWs nowadays all require uh, premium fuel. So, at least an 89 level um, or above. So, if your car has a turbocharger, um, it potentially requires uh, uh, different types of fuel and different grades of fuel. Um, if it's a performance vehicle, it's going to require a better grade of fuel. Um, a lot of vehicles still just require generic 87. It doesn't make a big difference that way. But what about before we jump into a couple other hoops with this? What about gas stations? You know, do I do I go to the name brand gas station, the BP or Shell or Conoco or wherever you're at, or do I go to Costco or uh, Walmart has gas stations now? I mean, what what do you think the difference is there? I used to probably would have said you know stick to more of your bps and stuff like that however having a shop that's right across the street from a gas pipeline and watching whose trucks go in and out of the same pipeline and get the same fuel from that pipeline um they're all getting it from the same place in most cases so even the costcos and stuff like that um they're going to their local uh, gas pipeline can't think of the uh one the name of the one that's across the street from us so but uh um they're going and getting it from the same same stop and buying it from similar suppliers um and, and it's and let's let's uh put this out there we are not gasoline experts so no. if you work for some gasoline company don't send us a, a bunch of evil messages that uh, we're talking we're just we're just talking in generalities uh from the service side of the business um, you know, what cars, you know, recommend and, you know, what they, what they need and want stuff. So, and we're also talking about more mom and pop cars. We're not talking about your, uh, going to your circle track on the weekend or going to a drag strip and, and stuff like that. So, uh, we're talking about your minivan, uh, your Honda Accord, your Honda Civic, your, uh, Chevy Malibu, stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you go get into a BMW oh, twin turbo uh, uh, car and stuff, yeah, you're going to have to go put 93 in that or greater um, type of fuel to be able to get the performance gains. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they and gasoline's changed over the years from, you know, from uh, standard uh, premium and, you know, gone through. We won't go back in history, but with, with that side of it, but here, here's some of the things to think about is there is better grades of gasoline uh, in generalities. There's a lot of chain stores, big, big 
conglomerates that they sell gasoline to drive you to their store. Don't don't ever lose track of that. So um, it's the same reason some of the big box stores sell tires. It's not to sell tires. It's to get you into their store so you buy a bunch of other crap. Um, but on, on the fuel side of it, in the old days, um, back even back in carburetor days versus all the fuel in- injection and computer controlled, they used to burn valves or we would have a problem with the fuel and the whole setup would cause internal components to fail prematurely. We don't get as much of that anymore. We get carbon buildup in cars. Um, and carbon buildup, if, if I can explain that about as simply as possible, is no different than the plaque on your teeth. Uh, we, we reference the uh, dental business quite a bit, but it's plaque. It's unburnt fuel that stays in the engine that um, creates this, you know, it's like rocks almost. Well, it is like rocks. It just is this hardened material um, and that's why doing fuel induction cleaning on a really regular basis, again, Mike and Tony's rule, is it better to do it a little too early, a little too late? We always err on the side of doing things a little too early so you don't have the big uh, repairs uh, on the other side. And and we're automotive service guys, but we're trying to tell you how to service a little more often to keep away from the big repairs. Um, and preventative maintenance will do a lot of that. but. The, the carbon that builds up inside engines. I remember years ago, we bought uh, a Lexus um, that had a bad transmission in it. And we were going to fix it up and put it in as a loaner, but we got the car to the shop and the engine would not turn over. And I thought, crap, I bought a car that not only has a bad transmission, but it also has a bad engine. And it, we went through quite a few tests on it. But after we removed the top of the engine, called the engine heads, and we checked into the this big, huge hunk of uh, carbon, which is like a rock, had turned sideways and had wedged itself in the engine and kept the engine from turning over. We literally just had to chip that stuff off and get it get it out of the engine, and it was fine. Um, and uh, so, carbon buildup is is a is a huge byproduct, and I do think carbon buildup is a bit a bigger problem when you buy not as good a quality gas. So you can do research, you can do consumer reports, you can do whatever and check into that, but um, carbon buildup, and when that carbon builds up, it damages internal components in the engine, uh, fuel injectors, um, all sorts of other other uh, types of components in cars. It, it is a uh, common occurrence. So most generally, that's about a uh, once a year type of service, kind of like going to the dentist. And, you One know, year, 15,000 miles. Yeah, so we 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 recommend them one year fifteen thousand miles. Um, your driving makes a big difference in that. If you drive short distances, uh, barely get the car warmed up and shut it off, harder on a car than if somebody gets in and drives forty fifty miles one way to work where the car really gets warmed well, up. And not to get too technical, but you talked about valve grinding and that type of stuff. That's when we used to inject our fuel through the cylinder head. We don't inject fuel in an engine that way anymore. We directly inject it into the combustion chamber. So called direct injection or GDI, gasoline direct injection. And that poses a whole different set of circumstances that it's a more efficient way to burn fuel, but it also creates more carbon deposits in a area of the engine that is moving all the time in, in creating issues. Like you talked about that piece of carbon wedged on top of the piston between the piston and the cylinder head didn't allow the car to turn over. 
that can happen more and more now. And unfortunately, a lot of a lot of your cheaper cars, Kias, Hyundai's, stuff like that, do that type of injection model. Don't recommend better fuel. Uh, put small turbos on these cars to get to different types of horsepower gains. And then those are the cars that we replace the most engines on in most cases. So yeah, that that's a really good point. Uh, um, there's a lot of, lot of these things by the way they build cars and the way they try to get more horsepower out of a smaller engine. Um, so you still got a lot of pep in a four cylinder engine and some of these, you know, smaller economical cars and, and there are, there are more breakdowns with this. So we would, we would leave you with this consult your local, um, independent service center. There's, you know, we belong to a big, large organization, it's thousands, thousands, of great automotive service centers, but consult with them, talk with them, make sure that you're getting that, uh, service, uh, fuel induction cleaning done on a really regular basis and you'll drive your car a long time, long time. I mean, um, modern automobiles, we, We've got them driving three, four, five hundred thousand miles, but it does take proper repair and maintenance. So that's a little bit about on fuel from um, Mike and Tony Tadich, independent shop owners, and that's our segment from the glove box. Driving the discussion today is brought to you by Auburn Gear. With Auburn Gear, you enjoy the top-of-the-line American-made diffs. Our extensive lineup includes specialty models for your specific needs, from everyday driving to performance racing, hauling loads on the highway, or conquering the toughest trains. Auburn Gear has satisfied power enthusiasts for over 50 years. Visit AuburnGear.com for more. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tadich uh, from the Glove Box, uh, independent shop owners in northern Indiana uh, with five locations. Uh, this is called uh, Driving to Discussion segment of our program uh, brought to us by our friends at Auburn Gear. Auburn Gear is uh, another uh, Indiana company that uh, does uh, oh, differentials and oil off-road, on-road, drag race, all sorts of stuff uh, for your, you know, trucks and vehicles that have differentials and <laughs> so um this is in auburn last weekend yeah that's yeah. true you're pretty close to it yeah. or you were there because you're playing some little Played league some games baseball and good old garrett yeah there you go um but you know our segment this time has been on we were talking about oils we were talking about uh different premium and standard gasoline and stuff and um i think we'd kind of take this segment and you know talk to you about all that kind of wrapped up again in addition to like what Auburn gear does and the, the differentials. So there are fluids in your vehicle. If you have an all wheel drive vehicle or a four wheel drive vehicle, there are fluids and differentials and um, all these other things um, that need maintenance also. And they have a different type of oil uh, versus what goes in your engine uh, called, called gear oil. Um, we won't get, I'm not getting into the technical side, but it's just a heavier weight, uh, type of oil and stuff, and but that does need change periodically. Also, your friend, our friends at Auburn Gear would tell you, fluid uh, uh, change regularly, or the fluid that gets contaminated if you drive off the road and get into water and mud and stuff like that. The contaminated fluid causes more 
more uh, problems with that. So even if you drive through deep water, yeah, I mean a lot of you guys are in uh, whether you know you're in the spring uh, areas where you get torrential downpours or you're in a hurricane area or whatever. But if you drive through a, a flooded area um, in your vehicle, there's pretty good chance you're going to get some water into into some components that. Uh, do not want water in them. <laughs> well, and all differentials have a breather tube assembly on them that's mounted up somewhere higher in the vehicle. And believe it or not, that is one of the things that rusts out the quickest and disconnects the breather tube from the rear end to where then you drive your rear end through deep water and it, it'll pull water into the rear differential. Yeah. So if you're driving a, an F-150, a Silverado, a, you know, Tundra, whatever you're driving, um, or Suburban, um, you know, expedition all those have this type of setup and have a breather tube so if you get into some some uh, deep water or you happen to run off the road and um, get into those type of things uh, it, it can cause problems through that and stuff so uh, but I think again we talked earlier in this segment about um, different oils and stuff and these things are just basically made to lubricate uh, moving uh, components that build up a lot of heat. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of degrees of heat. And then this oil and this differential fluid, it's made to keep the dirt particles that do get in there or little metal shavings that come off the components to make your car go forward. Um, it's made to keep that stuff floating uh, so it doesn't get in and grind up and stuff. So there's there's a lot of complexity to that. The simple thing that you know, we shared earlier in the segment is fluid is cheaper than parts. Um, change that fluid a little more often and stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more in another segment about the importance of fluids, but, uh, uh, the, the real honest thing is fluids are cheaper than parts. It's why all of you pretty well remember to change your oil mostly on time. And we just, uh, talked to you about changing other fluids as well. Um, but this discussion's, uh, really important because I think, most all of you out there are driving a car that you pump your own gas into. Well, two states. You, there are two states that you, uh, somebody has to pump the Rhode gas Rhode Island. For no, I think uh, Jersey and Oregon. Oh, yeah, Jersey. I think, yeah. I think those are the two that uh, you cannot, as an American, pump your own gas. You have to have an attendant do that. But uh, again, for most of you, you're doing that. And then you're also getting your uh, car service and oil change. And don't. So nope. those are the only two states that if you uh, go to the gas station and four people run out towards the car, you don't think they're getting robbed. <laughs> that is I true. mean, you used to have the guy run out to clean your windshield. The other guy ran out to check your oil. The other guy ran out to pump your gas. Now, if that happens, you think you're getting robbed at the gas station. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, so don't underestimate, too, wherever you take your car for service, that that inspection process that they do is... Honestly, in our opinion, probably more important uh, or equally important to the oil filter and oil that you change and all the other stuff. Because um, I'm not sure how many states have state inspections, but I know Indiana does not. And there's probably more states that do not than do. Um, so it's important to get that done also to get all those fluids checked, to get those, um, get that information sent to you. So make sure that you're going to a good service center that communicates that stuff with you, uh, that helps you maintain this car and make it last a long, long time and stuff. So anything else on uh, on oils, fuel, differentials, 
anything, Tony? All oil is fuel. Uh, it, basically, everything that we've talked about is slowly making the transition to more synthetic-based uh, stuff and everything. So differential fluids, same way. Transmission fluids, same way. There's more and more synthetic type of fluids that are entering into the vehicle repair sector in the vehicle manufacturing sector so so if you're if you're used to your family said don't use synthetics in your car and stuff that's becoming a fallacy faster and faster and faster the more we develop uh, technology and everything else because we're figuring out different ways to put additives in that that will uh basically you know make it better lubricate easier and stuff like that the differential is the same way i mean when we used to have 8090. I don't know what was before 8090. Um, there's a lot of straight, straight, straight weights, weights. Of oils, yeah. Um, in those. So you used to put 8090 in everything, and now you're putting in 7590, uh, 75140. Um, there's uh, uh, 7080. Um, there's there's limited slip additives. There's all kinds of different stuff that you have to put in a rear differential um, to be able to make it work in in not eat itself alive, but we're talking large component repairs. If a rear differential goes out, depending on what happens, you're talking fifteen hundred bucks to five grand in a matter of no time. And that's a large repair versus a fluid flush. You might be talking a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's uh, so. Think about that. That's a good uh, thing, and we'll wrap you up with this. But uh, is it better to spend two hundred bucks uh, three or four times in a vehicle's lifetime on a differential flush or? any of these components or spend, like Tony said, I don't think you can touch one for 1500 anymore, three, four, five, six, seven. Sometimes these differentials are getting as expensive as the transmission and the engine in your car. But uh, um, consult your local service center, go to a good solid service center that gives you good uh, reports. And when they're telling you about some of these that need flush, maybe not just think that they're just trying to sell me some type of flush. They are trying to explain to you that uh, changing these fluids, just like your oil, is productive and helpful to make the vehicle last. Uh, so this is uh, driving the discussion uh, brought to brought to you by our friends at Auburn Gear, and this is Mike and Tony Tadich from the Glove Box. Hey, this is uh, father and son team, Mike and Tony Tadich. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out with us again today. So you got anything to wrap up, Tony? It's uh, uh, shutting the glove box time. So we'll see you next time on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Make sure you're here for our next one. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.